So I feel that the Lord laid this on my heart. And I pray that God just will bless you all through his word, this message. Uh, I have five points that I want to bring out tonight called the five assurances. In our text, we're going to start with the book of John, chapter 9. And we're going to begin with verse 16. The book of John, chapter 9, beginning with verse 16. He said, Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. And they say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, that he hath opened thy eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked him, asked them, saying, Is this your son who ye say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that we that he was born blind, but what means he hath now seeth we know not, or who hath opened his eyes we know not, he is of age, ask him, he shall speak for himself. These words spake to his parents because they feared the Jews, and the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore saith his parents, he is of age, Ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise, and we know that this man is a sinner. And he said here in verse 25, He is. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. But one thing I know, that where I was blind, now I see. He had the assurance that he knows that he shared what God has done for him, that he opened his eyes. But I'm going to bring out these uh, these points tonight. Uh, the assurance of salvation. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. Beginning with verse 11. First John chapter 5, beginning with verse 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. This is one of the assurance that you know that you're saved, that you know that you can you cannot lose your salvation if you're a child of the King. Amen. Uh, a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people at work every day, you know, and and this one person that used to work there, she said, "You're one of those people that believe once saved, always saved." And I said, "Yes, I am." I said, "How can you lose your salvation?" 
And, uh, she, and she told me, she said, well, you can fall. I said, yes, I can still mess up. But if I'm one of his, he'll bring, back, he'll bring you back to his fold. He will get your attention somehow. But the main thing is, I, and, I, and a lot of times I, I, I say stuff, before, you know, say words that comes out of my mouth before I realize how I said it. And I just flat out told her, I said, maybe you serve a, a weak God. If he can't keep you saved... Uh, I, I don't want to see how you can go against God's scriptures. He said, once saved, always saved. I believe that. He's eternal life. He said that he that hath the Son hath life. Amen. If you believe that Jesus Christ died for you and buried for you and rose again according to the scriptures, he will not go against his word. Right. If you accept him as Lord and Savior, because God is not going to lie, he can't lie. And he won't go against his word. The assurance of salvation. John 5, 24, familiar portion of scripture. I love this scripture. I share this scripture a lot. I've had people in the past says it don't mean that. And I thought, well, it's pretty plain. I've had people just, just want to flat out argue with me. But John 5, 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And that one little word, hath. You hath. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me Half everlasting life. Eternal life. Jesus Christ is the light. There's no darkness in Him. He lived a perfect life. He set that example for us. He went to the cross of Calvary. He died on that cross. He shed His blood for whosoever will. And He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and he that believeth on Him that sent me, hath everlasting life shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You know, there's a lot of people out here walking on death row. Amen. You say, what kind of statement is that? If you're lost without Christ, you're walking on death row, because you don't know when you're going to die. And if you die without the Lord, you're going to either, you're going to split hell wide open. If you're saved, you're going to go to heaven. As the gentleman today, he said, boy, it is hot in here. It's hot where, where I was working. It was pretty warm. He said, it is so hot. I said, it's not going to be as, it's, it's, uh, this heat is nothing compared to what hell is going to be. Right. He said, oh, it's going to be 666 degrees. I guess the 66, I said, it don't even come close. I don't know where you come up with that. I said, hell is is going to, you're going to burn forever. You're not just going to burn up and disintegrate. You're going to burn for eternity. Just imagine that. Let's turn over to the book of Romans. See, I, don't, I, I try my best not to get in trouble, but as long as you show Scripture and you show it from God's Word, you can't go wrong. Romans 8. Romans chapter 8, verse, we'll begin with verse uh, 14. 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Oh my goodness. The Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You know, when, when God deals with a, a lost sinner and he comes to church and, and he's listening, you know, I've, I've had a gentleman, you know, he said, I think God's dealing with me. Uh, uh, I shared some scriptures with him not too long ago and then another person shared, shared the same scriptures with him again, the exact same scriptures. And he said... That is weird. I never had that to happen where two different people give me the same scriptures. I said, maybe God is trying to tell you something. Maybe the Spirit of God is trying to deal with you of, your, of, of, uh, of what He was talking about. But without the Spirit, the Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit. And we are the children of God. Over in the book of Romans, same chapter... Verse uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor debt, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which in Christ Jesus our Lord. Saved and sure. You know, sometimes, have you asked yourself a question, am I truly saved? You know, there's times I, I sit there and question myself. You know, God tells us to examine ourselves. There's days, you know, I, I don't even, sometimes I just don't even feel saved. I, you know, I say, Lord, I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm not, you know. But a lot of times, you know, when we, when we, when we take our eyes off the Lord, we start to get in trouble. We start to get in trouble. You know, that's like an example I used the last time. You know, when Peter walking on the water, as long as he had his eyes on Jesus, everything was good. And then when he turned his eyes off Jesus, he began to fall. He began to fall apart. Lord, save me. That's why we need to focus on the Lord. The second point i like to bring out is the assurance of an answer prayer. John 16, verse 24. If you would turn over there, please. John chapter 16, verse 24. An answer prayer. Does God answer your prayers? Before we get into this, this Scripture... He said here in verse 24, uh, chapter 16, verse 24, He said, Here too, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Is there times that you, you know, you pray and you say, Lord, I, I need help today. I need you to uh, show me something here in your word or give me a good day or whatever your prayer is to the Lord. Do you really believe that He will answer your prayer? Do you have the confidence that God's going to answer your prayer? You know, He's going to answer your prayer. Don't know how He's going to do it. It's either yes, no, maybe, wait, 
maybe another day, you know. But He will answer your prayer. But turn over to John chapter 15, a few scriptures, a few chapters back. John chapter 15, verse 7. He said, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Do, do we abide? Do we let the Lord, do we let the Spirit of God lead us and guide us and direct us? He said, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, it shall be done unto you. Do we believe that? He will answer your prayer, like I said earlier, maybe, yes, no. However he will, however he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Let's turn over to the book of Psalms, chapter 66. Psalms, chapter 66. Might take me a few minutes to find it here. Psalms, chapter... Psalms, uh, chapter 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But but verily, God hath heard me. If God hath heard me, He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer for His mercy from me. If I regard, regard iniquity in my heart, you know, if you take that little part of that uh, scripture and just think about the iniquity in my heart. You know, God's uh, not going to answer your prayer if you have iniquity in your heart. If And I'm saying we can't know our hearts, but God knows our heart. He knows what we think. He knows before we think it. But I, I wrote this. Well, I didn't write this out. This came from the commentary, and I just want to read it to you because I thought it was well written. About on this verse 18, he says, I regard, I regard iniquity in my heart, that is, if I have favorable thoughts of it, if I love it, indulge in it, and allow myself in it, if I treat it as a friend and bid it welcome, make provision for it and am lost to part with it, if I roll it under my tongue as a sweet morsel, though it be but a heart sin that is thus countenance and made much of it much of and if I delight in it after the inward man God will not hear my prayer will not accept it nor be pleased with it nor can I expect an answer a peace to it iniquity regardeth in my heart in the heart will certainly spoil the comfort and success of prayer for the sacrifice of the wicked is that an abomination? If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who hath not turned away my prayer nor His mercy from me. The third point I have tonight is the assurance of victory. That's one thing 
that it is so exciting. If we turn over to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way, make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You know, God is faithful. You know, when we face a lot of temptation, you know, and, you, and, you, and we all have problems. Because we're still in this old, this old flesh. We're still in this, this world. It's just nothing but constant problems. And we had a gentleman come by the house right before the service, you know, uh, running for an office. He said, that, you know, he said this world, it, this world is falling apart. There's so much temptation, you know, you think. There's so much temptation out there, you know, for to draw people. I think the devil is trying his best to draw people away from God, away from the church, destroy the family. He's trying his best to draw people away. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. Because I don't think he'll put no more on you than you can bear. And he can help you. You, you might not. You might think you're you're losing. You might think I, I don't have a chance. God answers prayer. God will help you. He will guide you and direct you. Don't know how He's going to do it. I, I I discussed a thing a situation with our pastor yesterday, and and I got to have faith in God that He's going to work it out. I do my part. God's going to do His part. And, that, and I got to believe that. I got to be faithful in knowing He is going to answer that prayer. How He's going to do it, I don't know. But He said He is faithful. God is faithful. And He's going to do what He says He's going to do. Assurance of victory. Turn over to same book, First uh, Corinthians. It's over to chapter 15. Another great victory. Verse 55. I used this at my uncle's funeral, which I had a lot of people look at me like I'm weird. But that's okay. Verse 55. He said, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? You know, that sting is just temporary. He said, that sting of death is sin or the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. But thanks be to God that giveth us the victory. And it's only through Jesus Christ. Right. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. You know, he, what He accomplished that day on the cross of Calvary, it, it just blows my mind. I just sit there and, and just visualize myself standing there looking what a man did for me. 
what He did for me. I don't know what He did for you, but I know what He did for me. That He took up and He shed His blood for me. Gave me life. He gave me eternal life. All I can say is thank you, Lord. But thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory in Jesus. Let's turn over to the book of Romans. The book of Romans. The book of Romans chapter 8. In verse 37. I'm sorry, my nose is running, my allergies are kicking in. Romans 8, 37, he said, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor debt, nor any other creature should be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, it's, I read a thing about where these two people were put to death of what they believe. And according to the, the book, I think it was the Fox's Book of Martyr, these two people that were burned at the stake for what they believe about Christ. But both of them have said together, they're not able to separate us. Because of what? The love of God. Because he says, excuse me, he said, in an hour, however long is it going to take them to die, where they would put to death, I'm going to be in glory. I'm going to be in glory. And that's victorious. Victory in Jesus. Victory on the cross. And you can't lose your salvation. They can't take it away from you. They can't take you for what, what you got within that heart. He, they can't take it away from you. They might destroy this body, but they can't take it away from you. Amen. Because the eternal life that's why I, I tell the folks I, that I work with, today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, not next week. You might not have that opportunity. You might die in the next few minutes. Who knows? You might drop dead right now. And uh, they said, well, i got plenty of time. You don't know that. You never know. And they said, "Why? Well, because the, usually I'm always listening to my Bible on my on my ra- on my phone, and because usually when I'm not saying nothing, they they know they go, You're, you must be listening to your Bible.'" I said, "Yep, I read listen to the Bible, listen to y'all jabber about silly stuff, Amen. you know, and, or I'm listening to a message or something." But we have victory in Jesus. Our fourth point is the assurance of forgiveness. 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. 
try to find it here. First John chapter one. And verse 9. Or we begin with verse 8. The assurance of forgiveness. If we say that we have no sin, we have deceived ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is faithful. To forgive us, that's another assurance that we know when we mess up that we can go to God in prayer and ask God to forgive us for what we did wrong, that He revealed it to us, and that we correct it and go forward. Amen. He is just. He's, he is faithful and He is just to forgive us of our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, not just certain things, all, all unrighteousness. Turn over to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. He says, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. You know, I think about that. Without the blood of Christ, there is no forgiveness. Amen. If He didn't shed that blood we, and He didn't rise, rise from the grave, we'd just be wasting our time being here. There'd be no hope. But he said, we have redemption. Through what? His blood. Through the blood of Christ. He said, we have the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. You know, what is grace? What is grace? It's just amazing. It's a gift. Unmerited favor. You know... I like receiving gifts, you know. Sometimes, you know, someone say, hey, you know, here's your gift. And I, I like gifts. Used to, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, my wife, she said, I bought you something. I said, oh, you shouldn't waste your time. I said, I don't need anything. She's always saying, I bought you something. Now, she bought me something the other day, and she pretty much, she knew she knew my, my heart on it because there's this one certain type of sweets I like. And usually I buy it all the time when I see it. Normally I don't see a lot. But she said, guess what I found? And uh, I'll tell you. (laughs) And she had me on that one. But it was was good. Don't put it away. (laughs) But through his blood we have the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. On our last point. The assurance of guidance. Turn to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. Chapter 3. The book of Proverbs, chapter 3. Beginning with verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. 
He said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You know, do we trust in the Lord with all thy heart? That we believe that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Or do we lean unto our own understanding, thy own understanding? You know, a lot of times I, you know, if I, you know, should, we should go to the Lord in prayer. And I think we need to ask God every time we get ready to make a decision about something that's real important. You know, a lot of times we go, well, God will answer. I'm going to do this. You know, and we don't think it out. He said, "Do we do we lean to not or lean not unto our own understanding? And when I do that, I get myself in trouble. Every time is exactly trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding." He said in, in uh, verse six, "In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path." Do we go to the God in prayer and acknowledge Him to help us and guide us and direct us in all all our ways? You know, in the ways that we need to go. You know, there's a lot of times, you know, God would impress on my heart and say, you know, it, it's, it's like it's like on the study I was doing. I just couldn't get nothing out of it. And I studied for three or four days on it, and I, and I told her, I said, I, I can't, there's nothing here. I just cannot, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. And the Lord revealed this to me in the last, like I say, in the last couple, couple of hours. I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to help me. I, I, I got to depend upon him. I can't. I got to get out of the way. He's got to be the one to to say the words. He's the one that's going to uh, lay on my heart what needs to be said. But he, I want him to use me. But I don't want to get in the way. Amen. And I think that's a lot of times we get ourselves in trouble when we get in the way. You know, is I mean, a lot of times you put that I in the way. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go this place. I'm going to do this or whatever. We leave God out. And when you leave God out, you get yourself in trouble. Because we do not... We, we keep leaning to, to our own understanding. And we got to trust in the Lord. Psalms... Turn over to Psalms 32.8. Psalms 32.8. Couple more scriptures here. Psalms thirty-two, verse eight. He said, "I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go." So that pretty much sums it up. I will guide thee with my eyes. He said, "I will instruct thee and teach thee in thy in the way which thou shalt go, and I will guide thee with with my eye." You know that's that's the thing we gotta put our we gotta ask God to guide us and direct us and lead us what He have us to do the guidance. Let's turn over the book of John. This is gonna be our last scripture as I close. John chapter fourteen. John chapter fourteen. John chapter 14, verse 26.
But the Comforter, which is, Holy, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. You know, without the Spirit of God, you know, He's the one that lives within me. He's the one that you hear, you say, you hear that small voice, you know, when whatever situation you may get. He, he is there to help you and to guide you through His Word, to teach you all, the all things. And without Christ, Jesus Christ, you know, the assurance, He is the help. And as the blind man says, he said, I was blind, but now I see. I have that assurance, what Christ has done for me. And I hope this was a blessing to you all, as it was for me. I'm so thankful for what God has done for me. He's been good to me. I hope He's been good to you. I'll turn to you, brother.